1: It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America we are. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. We are Red Eye Radio. Yes, we are. Wow. Memorial Day weekend coming up. By the way, I'd like to tell my city, you probably want to change the sign that says, join us for the Memorial Day celebration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably just giving some advice. I understand. You if know, they have festivities, just, you can say yeah. Memorial Day events.
2: Yes, or, you know. Join us for the Memorial Day Day remembrance of those who sacrificed their lives.
0: If that's, again, depending on what they're, if they're, because most of the cities are having some kind of event, just promote the event. Right. Celebration isn't the right word.
2: Celebrate, yeah. Fourth of July, yes. Mm -hmm. Excuse me.
0: Independence Day. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Or, now in 2023, Dependence Day.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> and uh you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah,
2: my my yearly trip, Memorial Day trip. Well, you know it's time to get out of town when as soon as I get off my my well my little subdivision, there's signs all over the place. Mm-hmm. Warning Memorial Day traffic will be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there's electronic signs, and it's like, the lake I live on is absolutely mobbed.
3: So it's yeah. almost
2: like, yeah, uh, let me see. It's mobbed three times a year. Yeah. yeah. And that's Memorial Day, 4th of July weekend, Labor Day. Yeah. get it? And uh, it's, when is 4th? Uh, 4th of July is on a Tuesday this year, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still that weekend and then probably the Monday and Tuesday I'd just uh, be absolutely mobbed mm-hmm. and then the same thing for Labor Day Yeehaw! it's like so and so where am I going Florida I'm going to uh, Free America East yeah I'm going I'm going to Florida <laughs> to tell DeSantis don't do what you did again last night don't do again what you did last night.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to some of the audio. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, actually, some of the audio after that, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, the, the announcement was actually made with the ad, the ad that had come out mm-hmm. before he actually mm-hmm. was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was on with uh, Trey Gowdy last night. So we'll get to some of that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, debt ceiling uh, talk, though, this came out from the Washington Post. Uh, Last night, Democrats' worries grow over White House approach to debt talks. And did the same thing go through your head that went through my head? Never underestimate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) House Democratic lawmakers are voicing frustration over President Biden's approach to negotiating a debt ceiling with Republicans, worrying that their priorities are not being championed aggressively enough and that Biden hasn't more forcefully pushed back publicly against Republican demands. In a previously unreported uh, interaction, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who has served in the House for almost 30 years, encouraged Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries during Democrats' weekly caucus meeting on Tuesday to ask the president to immediately address the nation detailing how Republicans are toying with the economy and explaining that a default would catastrophically affect their lives. Jeffries acknowledged Jackson Lee's request and assured lawmakers that he and his leadership team would take a more aggressive approach to messaging while the White House adheres to a uh, strategy of keeping negotiations behind closed doors. Jeffries has not yet raised the request with the president, according to a person familiar with the situation who, like others, spoke to the Washington Post, did so on condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive conversations, but White House uh, officials and leadership staff have remained in contact in recent days. Well, Why doesn't he approach the president on it? Why didn't right. he? Yeah, why not? Because you really, you know, could you do it tonight? Possibly, but after tonight, everything's done till Tuesday, and a Tuesday you're at basically at the deadline. Why didn't he approach? Is the situation so bad with Biden that they're afraid to let him speak about a topic like this? In front of the, uh, in, you know, we, we talked about, uh, was it uh, was it Japan that he was at? The, the, we had played the audio cut earlier this week. Yeah. Where he made no sense at all. Yeah. You could not, you could not figure out what in the world he was talking about. He was just... Babbling, and then he would he would say three or four words, and then go uh, and then change it to something else. Mm-hmm. There was no. It was it just wasn't a, coherent.
0: It was a seemingly never-ending line of misfires.
2: Yeah, it was really bad, and I'm wondering if they're like, we can't put him out there.
0: Well, here's the problem we talked about early on. The president has to travel, and a G7 is a big deal. And for someone his age, it's always a big deal. And returning from it is also a big deal. Jet lag will wear you down. They probably look at this and say, there's no way we want them in front of cameras. We don't want them in front of anybody.
2: Well, you know what's bothering them? McCarthy.
0: Yeah. Who's been very McCarthy,
2: active. reading this here, uh, it's frustrating. Representative uh, Daniel Kildy of Michigan, who represents a swing district, says McCarthy feels free to negotiate in public. And that's not really a productive way to try to come to a conclusion. Mm. What you're saying is McCarthy is negotiating to the public. Yeah. He's talking to the public, and they look at the polls, and the polls overwhelmingly say the American people agree with the points that are being brought up by McCarthy. We need someone out there. The president is the guy. Yep. Where is he? Right. And it's not the same thing it goes after after McCarthy and his team met with Biden at the White House on Monday. The Speaker uh, and uh, uh, Representative Frank McHenry spoke to the press twice. Once at the White House and once at the Capitol, totally nearly an hour of taking questions. You and I played some of that. Mm-hmm. And it's where McCarthy was had some of his most effective points, bringing up the things that we have said. Why are you doing this to our children and grandchildren? Mm-hmm. We cannot be doing this. We need to be responsible. Uh, raising the debt ceiling. Would you keep raising... If, if if your child was spending irresponsibly, you gave them a credit card, would you just keep raising the credit limit? Uh, you know, without talking to them about the spending that they're doing, it's purely irresponsible. Those are all very simple points that the American public understands. And if you look at the polling that's come out this week, as we brought to you the other day, overwhelmingly the public agrees with the Republican position. When you just put the actual issue out there. Yeah, throw the issue on the table, you win. Biden, who gave brief remarks before the meeting, did not speak to the press uh, after, but uh, instead issued a statement. Mm -hmm. But McCarthy is out there every day, and he's taking it to the people. Yeah. Look, this is, and this is something, by the way, Reagan did this you take things that are common sense to the people you take things that you know even though people want what they want today you you sell who 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 agrees that we should be financing what we want today on the backs of our grandchildren Who's going to debate that? Well, Democrats will try, and the only way they'll try to debate it is to ignore that portion of it and just say the needs are there today. But when you bring it up and say, sure, the needs are there today, but why are we putting it on the the, the backs of future generations?
0: Listen, this a grandfather of eight, I would like my grandchildren to pay for a lot more than they're paying for now. However, it has nothing to do with the national debt. The back and forth with the White House, it is a very simple approach that McCarthy has taken. Very simple approach. You're plain Englishing this, I think he is. Very effectively. The president doesn't have a plain English.
2: And the one thing he did do, because we had said earlier on when this all started taking place, we said, look. The Republican plan really isn't doing much. No. It's not going to solve the problem. Nope. But it's a start. You at least need to have that. Acknowledge. And McCarthy said that almost word for word three or four times in the last week. Yep. Like, whoa. He goes, this is just the beginning. This really doesn't – this changes the direction a little bit, but we just have to start moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want too much of a shock, but we need – To be
0: cutting back. We can't afford to do this. If we had a GOP House, a GOP Senate, and a GOP White House, we could have a meaningful conversation about the debt and talk some real numbers and see where they go. Politically, you and I have talked about it. We don't believe they could get away with much because we don't believe that even on the right that the rank and file is calling for massive cuts. No one wants to hear that, uh, especially the cuts in their own neighborhood. They don't want to hear about
2: this. I love this. is from the Washington Post. Who's the writer? This had to kill them to write this. Hmm. Uh, let me see here: uh, Leanne Codwell, Mariana Sotomayor, Paul Kane, Tyler Page. Are they four people writing one article.
0: Well, oh, that lot. often happens at the Post. Well,
2: they yeah. that, they need some AI then. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's uh, let me just see here. Let me get let me get to this point here because this is really, really. Uh, oh, where did I? I just, I I missed it here. They talk about. They continue to talk about Biden has not held a public re, uh, event regarding negotiations since returning. Uh, from uh, 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 Japan, mm-hmm. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre rejected the notion that Biden has not spoken on the debt limit clearly and forcefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Here it is. The House Speaker has been a whirling, uh, whirling dervish of communication with the press, engaging roughly a dozen times in hallway interviews since the House gaveled into session on Monday. A dozen times interviews he's done. His top lieutenants are there. They did a short televised news conference on Tuesday morning about their talks. Later in the day, after a a two-and-a-half-hour negotiation session ended, they gave reporters a nearly 50-minute readout on their side of the talks. All the while, Biden remained mostly silent, which Democrats say has helped Republicans appear reasonable. As if that's how bad this is. That's for how, the, the that's White how, House. That's how bad it is. What they're trying. Democrats are trying to say if Biden get would get to to speak, then you'd know that the Republicans aren't reasonable, really. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder the talks that he, some of the stuff he did over the weekend. I, don't, I can't remember if that was in Japan. I think it was in Japan, and it was just like it was incoherent. You didn't. Yeah, he, he's just mumbling and stumbling and giving half thoughts and then moving to another thought and then going on.
0: Uh, and it the, was bad. The reason you haven't seen him since returning is because he's going through the jet lag. And for him, yeah. that no, makes no, everything that's worse. That's why he was rambling in
2: Japan. He goes, Democrats on Capitol Hill want the president to frame Republicans as extreme hostage takers on the debt limit. Which requires an act of Congress to lift the frustration among Democrats spread throughout the caucus. Uh, this was last Friday after negotiations fell apart and Republicans took hold of the messaging, while the White House did not explain what went wrong from their perspective. Mm. Well, you can't. It's too late. You can now. You can't come now and say the Republicans are extreme hostage takers. Not when McCarthy has won over the majority of Americans, because you can't debate the points that he's bringing up. You can't debate the points that it's irresponsible to put this debt on our grandchildren and our children. And he brought up the child born today has $94,000 in debt. We can't do that. And he brought up all the points that we brought up on the debt over and over and over again and talked about you know, And we believe he should talk about it more. But he has talked about the inflation. The inflation you feel today is because of the spending that the administration has done. Don't believe me. You can talk to the Obama economists who agree with me on this, who agree with us on this. And they're the ones that actually put out the first warning that this incredible spending will cause the inflation you're feeling today. And their argument is, but we need to fund, we need to fund, we need to fund. And they're radical for thinking that. They're radical, so the they are extreme hostage takers for saying we can't get this debt under control and you don't want to do anything about it. And we do, and we have a deal to get this done and to keep working on it and to raise a debt limit with just a minute amount of cutting to show the American public that we're on the right path because it's inexcusable to put this debt on our children and grandchildren. That's extreme hostage taking. I don't think you can convince the American public, and they're afraid now that Biden. This is this is where the turn may come on Biden. Right here, the debt limit could be with everything going on with Hunter and everything else. Mm-hmm. But this could be the thing he can't communicate with the American public, and the Republicans can. And if he can't compete with McCarthy, then how is he going to compete with? Whatever Republican wins the nomination between now and next November.
0: Yeah, adding so much time between now and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Think about that. Yep. There's going to be a lot of time between now and then for him to get even worse. 86690 Red Eye.
3: And now, more outdoor grilling goofs. Yes, you did everything right. You used a food thermometer to make sure you cooked that meat and poultry to an internal temperature hot enough to kill any bacteria that might have been in it. You used one set of platters and utensils to handle the raw meat and poultry, a different set for the cooked product to avoid cross-contamination. But there is still a way to mess things up, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Yep. Meredith Crothers, agriculture department food safety expert, says one of the biggest goofs, uh, yes, is leaving that grilled meat and poultry out at room temperature for too long at the mercy of bacteria in the air or from people's hands or any place. Two hours is the absolute longest. Because that's the time frame where bacteria can then reach dangerous levels. And ultimately, then if they reach those dangerous levels, they may not be able to be killed by reheating or cooking further or anything like that, so then you're kind of stuck with them. And if the temperature is 90 degrees or above... ...then that time frame actually bumps down to one hour. So she says either put that food on ice or keep it very hot. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This
0: report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco
1: Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And
0: now for a segment called... Just something I've noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at Motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE. To get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. and Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love. When you use the code RedEye. that's the letters RedEye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6. And help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
2: It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carlin, I'm Gary McNamara. You know, I think what's frustrating uh, Democrats right now, remember, the Democrats are as radical as you can be. They believe that they can sell their position. Uh, you know, as you saw that New York professor the other day, uh, T- Jonathan Turley has gone through an extensive number of articles writing about we live in the age of rage. Hmm. And they want to rage. And they see Kevin McCarthy out there talking plain English and saying, look, here's what you do with your family. We need to do this, too. And we can't. It's irresponsible. It's immoral to be putting this debt on future generations. We all know this. The Democrats don't. Well, their only response is to come out screaming and raging, and they want the president to do it.
0: And he's nowhere to be found. No.
1: You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America studios.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Hurley. Uh, all right. Uh, Governor DeSantis uh, from Florida in officially in uh, the uh, race yesterday. He started out by playing. He actually announced on a commercial before uh, he actually went on with uh, uh, Elon Musk. Horrible decision. Now that we've seen it, uh, it was when we heard it yesterday that this is what he was going to do was like, huh, what? No, uh, you should be in a place with 20,000 people yeah, cheering and going crazy. And you control uh, the narrative completely. Uh, it started
0: out, you know, with Elon Musk. He's not the he's not an
2: interviewer.
3: Well, and and he has a
0: much greater spotlight than you do. <clears throat> right. uh, don't. Don't share that with don't share yours with him and don't jump on to his and don't let anybody else control the delivery infrastructure system that you want this to be in. Right.
2: When it's when it's your announcement, if it was if you had I'm going to announce on the video and then be interviewed by him. That's a different ball game,
0: completely. Yeah, if you're going to do something bigger, your own big show first. Yeah, then do that.
2: I have no idea. I it is just from somebody who, and we're going to play this audio when he was on. Uh, with Trey Gowdy last night on Fox News, and you can see that the messaging—if you know—you and I compare this to the commercial that he's running, it's like they're using the, it's the exact same words. So the talking points mm-hmm. are down. That's as and, to what he wants to go.
0: That's at least the one saving grace is that they did put the ad out first. Yeah, and the and, ad being out first uh, was at least that—that that happened. But I believe it should have been a massive rally. Uh, the ad. Playing to intro him, yeah, you're right. Yep, on a massive screen, him walking out, people cheering, and then giving a speech. And then if he wanted to sit down with anybody and everybody, you go yeah. through your interviews and you make that make yourself the, available. the 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 thing is, uh, I've covered a lot of politicians
2: in my day, and he is somebody who is probably, and I'm trying to. Since I said it earlier on, I was trying to think, is there anybody else? Maybe there is somebody else. I haven't been able to think of them. And normally I could because it's very rare that a you have a politician who is so disciplined mm-hmm. in their communication. Mm-hmm. And he is one disciplined politician when it comes to communicating a message. And that's why it was so shocking because, again, this isn't fatal at all to the campaign. But it was such a missed opportunity. And the fact is, I, I think you and I, we've always done this. This whole thing had to be set up where you're sitting in a conference room talking to people. You're talking to people. All right, what are we going to do? Multiple times. How are we going to announce? How are we going to announce? Because we've been talking about you going to announce since Trump announced last November. Yeah. So we're talking, what, close to six months? Yeah. And so there were a lot of meetings on how to do this. And nobody stood up and said, no, nah, I don't think it's a good idea to go on with Elon Musk. <laughs> Probably not the best thing. No, we need we need to make it big. We need to make it exciting. We need to make it that, you know, people go, wow, look at all these people. Look at Listen to the excitement here. And I believe that if DeSantis held a rally uh, someplace in Florida that, you know, fit 20,000 people or 15,000 people – They would be quite excited, and it would come across great. Elon Musk wasn't a great interviewer. Uh, He was was stumbling the first part of the interview, and then the 20-minute technical problems. You just don't need it. You, You control the narrative when you have huge announcements to make. There will be times you may go on if it's just an interview with someone and you'll have technical problems. It's no big deal. It is a big deal when you say this is how I'm going to announce. Now, he actually didn't announce that way. He did it with the commercial. But still, that was the official announcement was going to be with Elon Musk.
0: It's what everybody was there to see. Yes, And the interviews should be incidental. Yes, They should be the follow-up to the announcement, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you put your trust in, and uh, uh, by the way, he answered in the the only way you can answer and responded the only way you can in, in a situation like this, but it was not good, because for 20 minutes the headlines were very brutal, and then following it, and he was very good on the issues, but following it, no one was talking about the issues
1: well,
0: it,
2: exactly well, it's, you and I have always we complained about politicians that are so high on imagery and no substance, yeah. and most of those politicians I view as Democrats, yeah, when you view every and one of the reasons you view every major issue the Democrats are confronting today and every single one they're lying about, every yeah. single one. well, there's yeah. a reason. They don't believe they can sell it to the American public, so imagery and no substance has always been the biggest concern. Hmm. Well, DeSantis has a ton of substance. If you look at the actual interview and on policy, he was right on on everything yep. and quick, and he knows exactly. He comes out, you go, okay, this guy. Not only does he know the problem, but he knows what he wants to, do to. He knows what he wants to do to correct it. Right. This is one, you know, this is one sharp guy. So all of a sudden, yesterday we're presented with the opposite somebody with all substance and the imagery sucked. (laughs) I mean, that was, and and it's a rare thing.
0: This is why everybody that was drawn to him was drawn to him to begin with, is that he controlled his own message. Yeah, And then for your announcement that everybody's waiting on, you gave control over to someone else.
2: Now, when he was asked by by Trey Gowdy last night, we have this audio coming up here. Uh, He was asked by uh, uh, Trey Gowdy, uh, you know, that... uh, uh, was it because, you know, this was like the Kardashians or someone being on social media where he crashed Twitter, you know, because there was so much interest and he answered the only way that he could in that situation, mm-hmm. which was basically yes.
4: <laughs> we had a huge audience. It did. It was the biggest they'd ever had. It did break the Twitter space. And so we're really excited with the enthusiasm. But ultimately, it's about the future of our country. Uh, Trey, I'm running. Uh, to lead a great American comeback. We know the country's on the wrong track. We see it with our eyes. We feel it in our bones. We see the border being overrun. We see crime infesting the cities. We see the federal government making it more difficult for families to make ends meet. And we have a president who is a listless vessel, uh, not energetic, and not dealing with the key challenges that are facing our country. But it does not have to be this way. Our decline as a country is not inevitable. It is a choice. Just want to stop it right there. Hmm. Now, you
2: know, as we have said, that's obviously, if you've listened to this show, we've been saying that for the longest time, that everything we face today is not happenstance. It's a choice we have made.
0: All the major issues right now now that need to be corrected are a choice we got here because we chose to be here,
2: and uh, and uh, we are just to assume logically that, uh, you know, Mr. Desantis simply being based in Tallahassee has been listening to Real Talk ninety three point three, and so he clearly, said, you know, he just said, "Oh, I got to follow what the Red Eye guy said."
0: No, but, clearly, I so just that's just- that's exactly what's going on. We we do know that uh, it's not even not even debatable. <laughs> And if you try and debate it, stop well, debating it. By the way, now we sound like Democrats. It's not even debatable. It's, just, it's not even debatable. Don't even try. I and and, and <laughs> don't even write us emails. Right. It's the truth. Don't even. We'll, we'll burn your emails. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even. We're not. Don't even. It's just. Stop.
2: An email challenging us is violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get back now to the true substance
0: and. Not the two idiots here yeah. commenting. Yeah, <laughs> just we just need to move on. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about it anymore.
4: <laughs> right, here we go. And I think we can choose a better pathway. And so, what I will do is help restore normalcy to our communities, uh, integrity to our institutions, and sanity to our society. Truth needs to be the foundation of everything we do, and common sense can no longer be. An uncommon virtue. We proved it could be done in Florida. We chose facts over fear when it wasn't popular. We chose education over indoctrination. And we've chosen law and order over rioting and disorder. Uh, if we can do it there, we can do it for the country. And the pledge I'll make for people is simply this. Uh, we need to win again as Republicans. We got to dispense with this culture of losing. And if you nominate me, uh, I pledge to you that on January 20th, 2025, at high noon, but I'll be the guy on the west side of the Capitol uh, with the left hand on the Bible and the right hand in the air taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. No more excuses. We've got to get this one done. And anybody that's so inclined to help us, I would love to have your support at rondesantis.com. If you make a donation, maybe we can break that part of the Internet as well.
2: Uh, in less than two minutes, he, you, know, you, you talk about the correct political rhetoric, that was the correct political rhetoric.
0: He's uh, he's, he's spot on, yeah, he, and he's demonstrating also his experience, what he has done there. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more that he can do, but in those moments, if you think about it, you, you as you announce, you've got those short hits, and that's relatively short. I know the interview went on, but you you do what he did in the ad, in the commercial, and he repeated those those points verbatim for a reason, and you hit those over and over and over again, and there are longer conversations to be had uh, by him and interviews mm-hmm. to, to, to do, but that's the message. The message was on point.
2: And, and I thought the, the, the key points, number one, where he said the decline we see is, is because of choice, and we can change that. Yeah. When, you know, you and I have said this for the longest time. I know I won't speak for you. I'll speak for me here. A lot of times when I've said it, it's based out of frustration Mm -hmm. because it is so frustrating. It's like, folks, this is we voted for this. That's why we're here. This isn't because of a natural disaster. It's not because of another country, uh, you know, coming to war and invading us. These are all decisions that we made. We're causing the. Of course, we can't solve the problems. We're causing the problems mm-hmm. Were I don't mean me and you or our audience or I'm cons- not or 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 cons- <laughs>
0: don't blame <laughs> it on me
2: <laughs> or conservatives. It's the, the people that we elect. These are actually choices that we are making. Yep. Well, he's using it by saying, look, this was a choice we made. It was a wrong choice, but we can change it. And that's, I think, key. We have the ability to turn it in the opposite direction. Yep. Then he used all the key words that we have talked about before. He used insane. Yeah. Uh he talked about how common sense is now uncommon and we need to change that. You know, yeah. he those are the things that he talked about. You know, the that and that's the word when we talk about people say it's insanity, the programs that they're putting mm. out and trying to justify. Mm. And so he is really unmessage. That seemed to be you and I were surprised how close it was to the commercial, you the actual words of uh, of what he uh, of what he used there. Mm-hmm. And then the cultural losing that was directed at every republican because right now this is a primary election this is not a general election. Right. And it's the cultural losing in the Republican Party been a number of conversations on that number of articles written on it that why are republicans uh you know so it seems to be a celebratory thing or a good thing if you lose and then it means you can run again and it's been all over, you know. Republican and conservative blogs, you know, why uh, Why are we in this Stacey Abrams syndrome in the Republican Party that losing is good? Where right. did this come from? Right. Or losing is all we can expect. And so I think he covered most of it. It will be interesting to see what happens in the next month and whether he can move the poll numbers closer.
0: It'll be very interesting yeah. to watch Washington Examiner. Reporting that he raised a million dollars in the first hour after the announcement, he's got a lot more money to raise, and another thing to watch, as we've said, is the fundraising between him and Trump, mm-hmm. and who is getting more on a you know elevated basis. He only needs. We'll be watching that between now and and August. The summer is going to be the tell. There, it really is going to be the tell.
2: He only needs nine hundred ninety nine more uh, million.
0: And if he can do that every hour, then that'll be a good thing. (laughs) It won't happen in that way. (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
2: it's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's our Carly. So you were telling me earlier that uh, Chris Christie is going to announce... Yeah, I'll actually,
0: announce- uh, we're, we're getting from our sources. We have uh, two breaking stories this morning. It is believed that uh, the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, will announce later today on MySpace. <laughs> and just breaking in during that last commercial break... Getting some information also from our sources, exclusive here to Red Eye Radio, that former Vice President Mike Pence will be announcing via USPS or Telegraph, Ex- expected <laughs> to be in your mailbox
2: in four to six weeks. Well, that's when I found out that the Twitter Spaces was audio only. I'm like, oh my, you've got to be kidding me! That was, just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did he ever agree to it? Yeah.